Good morning, everybody. It's your girl, Super Cindy. Welcome to Community Matters. Hope you're having an amazing Sunday, and we are going to start it off in an amazing way. We have in the studio live with me right now, I have Miss Latasha Daniels, who is the president slash CEO of the Miami Children's Initiative. Good morning, Latasha. Good morning. So how are you feeling on this blessed Sunday? I'm feeling mighty nice. <laughs> Happy to be in this studio with awesome. you. So we have a lot of great things to speak about, and we're going to start off with, first of all, letting our listeners know a little bit about you. You're the president and CEO of the Miami Children's Initiative, but who is Miss Latasha Daniels? So Latasha Daniels is a homegrown sister right here from the great city of Miami, Mm -hmm. born at Jackson Hospital, uh, and so happy about that. Uh, But uh, grassroots, uh, 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 grew up in Liberty City, Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, attended Thena Crowder, uh, and then went on to Orchard Villa. From there to Charles Drew into the best high school this side of heaven, Miami Northwestern. Hey, you a bull. (laughs) I am a bull. (laughs) Yeah, but um, was reared uh, right here in the the city and um, at 13 had a a pretty major experience to happen. My Mm -hmm. father was killed by a drunk driver and uh, so it left my mom in a single parent environment. Did you have siblings or was it just... Yes, my brother was one years old at the time and so mom was working at the bank and eventually had to go to Burger King. She Mm. would work at the bank in the morning and then go to Burger King in the afternoons. And I, you know, today I struggle with eating Burger King to this day. You eat Whoppers. I struggle uh, with that, but I saw a mother press mm. and and really fight to make her family a better place and, and, and to give her, her her children a better life. And so that gave me some daily inspiration. And um, though I was surrounded by some things that people would potentially call negative, uh, I found Anchors. some yeah, mm-hmm. I, I found some other things in the community. Uh, my my faith uh, got me through my church family, but also just some good quality friends, mm-hmm. some great educators and people who invested in my life right here in this community who who didn't take it for for robbery to reach back for somebody who was from what you would call the hood as a matter of fact uh at the age of 18, I got a little funny story. Right when I was graduating from high school, I received a little scholarship to Miami-Dade. Okay. I was so proud of it. Mm-hmm. Most people were going to Brown and Harvard and FAMU and all that. A sister could get into Miami-Dade. That's where I could get. So I had to get I in. went to Miami-Dade. There it is. Hey. And I was very proud of that. Mm-hmm. And I got a chance to get a full ride there. Uh, but uh, right before that happened, a gentleman was uh, making a speech. And he was like, uh, is there anybody in the room that I can do anything for just let me know he was a local politician and i stood up in a room of probably about 500 people and said i need a job <laughs> and his name was uh commissioner art teal oh, and the late Arthur Teal. yes and at 18 he hired me right out of high school and it took me on a path that i never imagined and i want to say to you know maybe the people listening sometimes you may feel like you're the odd man out but don't miss your opportunity don't miss your moment okay. because you don't know when it'll ever come again okay you need to speak up right right right. a lot of young people nowadays are afraid to speak up and look a person in the eye while they're speaking Mm -hmm. be assertive of what you want and speak up like you said yeah and so a closed mouth don't get fed that's that's right that's right (laughs) and honey with all these tips we need to be fed (laughs) oh hello 
we speak up. <laughs> right, right. But uh, but but really, just uh, he gave me an opportunity and went on later to work for Barbara Carey Schuler. So I began a track through. Uh, even though I was still in college, I mm-hmm. began a professional track through government, not understanding and knowing that every little spot would bring me That's to this something. ultimate. Okay. You know, and I didn't know that. I didn't know that sometimes you had to go down to go up. You know, I didn't oh. know that. You know, yeah, I started off as a liaison in a commissioner's office, but one day I had to be the person who was actually collecting the money off the bus. And mm. I was actually the person, I was somebody's secretary. But you don't know, you don't you don't despise your small beginnings. You know, you have to keep it going, keep your head up. And um, who knew, who knew that it would land me right here to become the president CEO of the Miami Children's Initiative? That's what I'm talking about. And you know, the, the youth nowadays, like when I... Um, got out of college I interned at 99 Jams that's how I got my position interning and I interned for free for almost two years Uh now they don't have the internship program because of legal things that have happened but um, I interned for two years but before the the ban on interns for right now um I would say, like, do you want to intern? But people really think they're going to walk in the building and just be on the air tomorrow. Absolutely. There is a process. You You have to do your dues. You got to pay your dues. I was picking up prescriptions for the on air talent. (laughs) His mama lived in Miami Lakes, and I had things to do on South Beach for him, but I still had to go to Miami Lakes, then to South Beach, and all of it was free. No money in my gas tank, nothing. But the experience you got, you know? And it showed me discipline because, yeah, I was pissed when I was driving in the car or should I say it's Sunday upset I was a tad bit upset but it has made me who I am and and one thing that experience definitely taught me is whenever I have volunteers or interns I treat them like the CEO like I am so kind sometimes too kind but I'm kind to people who volunteer for me and interns because I was that person you can't forget where you've come from nor the bridge that brought you over and so I absolutely appreciate what you're saying because you're right sometimes people walk in thinking that I'm gonna I'm gonna be at the top and you should think that Mm -hmm. you should walk in a place like you own it you Another quick story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, when I was telling you that I used to collect the money off the bus, I was mm-hmm. working for transit at that time. Uh, but I would uh, dress up, even though you ever saw them, I know you've seen the movie Set It Off. You remember yes, the orange yes, jumpsuits? Yes. Well, I used to wear a blue jumpsuit, right? Okay. And they would talk to me like I was nothing. Mm. But honey, every day I parked where all of the other executives parked. Hello. Even though some days I ain't have enough money to get out of the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, because in my mind i say i may be wearing this blue jumpsuit today but one day i will be be an executive i'm gonna be and so you have to have that positive mindset about it but you also got to know that every day i put on that blue jumpsuit and went and collected that money as well you gotta have balance i did my job Mm -hmm. and and i paid my dues as you said and and another thing i like i I like to tell the people that are not like people that work here at the radio station that start downstairs at the front desk or in the promotions team i always tell them you don't know who's watching you so always do your best in the position that you are in because if they see you and you're not doing good in promotions or at the front desk or whatever then that means you're not going to do good in whatever position you're not reliable right exactly so do your best in whatever position because everything is a step trust me Mm -hmm. so i am dying to know 
please explain to me what the Miami Children's Initiative is. So the Miami Children's Initiative uh, is actually celebrating its 10th year. Congratulations. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So uh, they found the, the board of directors kind of found themselves in a place where they needed to find some new new, new leadership. Mm-hmm. And I feel so excited to come on to to come on board at a time of a milestone in the organization's uh, life. And so 2008, a couple of group community leaders, uh, Commissioner Audrey Edmondson. I love her. Yes. Yeah, I love you, Commissioner Edmondson. <laughs> school board member uh, Dorothy Bendros Mendingall. I love her too. Yes. She's so beautiful. <laughs> yes. Uh, and believe it or not, Senator Marco Rubio uh, came together uh, mm-hmm. to uh, address some issues that were happening in Liberty City. They realized that, that there was a, a track for the youth of Liberty City that was on a continual downturn. It was on a spiral that was almost out of control. And so they had to find a solution. They came together with about 15 other community leaders to say, what do we need to do to make this better? And they took a trip to New York Mm -hmm. uh, and they visited the Harlem's Children's Zone. Mm. It is known, uh, it's nationally known, and as a matter of fact, President, the former president, number 44 <laughs> uh, our president uh, um, actually did a model across the country of the Harlem Children's Zone is it the one led by Mr. Oh, Canada yes I've yes. seen it on 60 Minutes you got the, it oh, you got awesome it awesome program you got it and so we are Miami's version of that Ooh. model so we took that concept uh, the organization took that concept and said if it could work in Harlem it can work in Liberty City yes. and so 10 years later we're still standing and what they took was what is called a block by block approach mm-hmm. it's kind of laser focused the impact zone if you will is the entire Liberty City okay. it's every zip code that is associated but they over the last 10 years have taken a block by block approach which has started at, in, in what is known as PSU or Annie Coleman hey to my residents <laughs> uh, also uh, over in Lincoln Field okay. and so they have taken that concept bit by bit and they have instituted uh, a community space first where parents or students couldn't get job applications or they didn't have access to computers. They have uh, the Department of Hum- uh, of Housing donated a space to us and we have retrofitted that space right there in Lincoln Field and in Annie Coleman where it's a safe space for children and their families to come to have computer access, to get awesome. counseling, to ha- all of that. Resumes, fill out job applications. You got it. That's and awesome. one time for my community team, yes. um, we have community advocates. But we also, uh, the concept is cradle to career. Mm-hmm. So we we uh, speak to and provide services from everything to uh, the early child care providers. Because if children are going to be successful, it starts at home. And it yes. starts in the beginning. And it is easier to fix or challenge or teach a child than to repair pair a broken adult and so So start them young we start young so we have our early program Mm -hmm. where we work with uh providers 
at the early care provider uh, level, mm-hmm. which means that we have a, a wonderful team in, member, Mr. T- Ms. Terry Rutherford, who goes in and, minister- and and talks to, and she really does minister. It came, it, it, <laughs> it, it, it came from my heart, but she speaks to giving them proper business practices, ensuring that they are doing cutting-edge uh, teaching techniques so that our children that are within our impact zone in those child care centers are getting the best. Then it moves on from there to our elementary program, which is mm. at Charles Drew, our yes. K-8 through center. And we're so proud that MCI has been a part of providing after-school programming, tutoring, uh, mentorship. And that school, when we first went in, was an F school. But because of our direct impact, that school is now a B school. Ooh, wait. Round of applause, round of applause. Yes. Awesome. From F to B. And on track to becoming an A school. And And that gives the kids, not to interrupt you, but that gives the kids confidence and feel good. They go to a B school. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. You go to an F school. No, they go to a B school. That that is amazing. And and, and this model is Mm -hmm. is showing that just the presence of someone who cares. Because people don't want to know how much you know until they know how much you care. And so we provided those wraparound services right there in the community. It's one thing to be removed, but when you're right there with them every day, people then get it. They feel that you care. So then we have our our middle school program, Mm -hmm. uh, pardon me, our elementary school program, and then we go on to Northwestern. As they continue through our cradle-to-career concept, we then provide additional resources and then get them eventually into college and career. And so we follow them from the cradle to career and that's what Miami Children's Initiative is about and more significantly it's also about changing the narrative about the residents the children and families of Liberty City every person that lives and resides me included does not have a track or path toward violence Mm -hmm. there are people who are struggling every day to make it so that they too can be a part they it's not i wake up because i want to be a criminal no they wake up saying i'm going to work just like everyone else Mm -hmm. i'm making the best that i have for for the for my family and sometimes those stories are not properly communicated there are college graduates from liberty city there are doctors and lawyers, NFL players, people who came right there from 33147, 33142, you know, there you go, right there in the city. And so we want to be about getting that story out. And 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 to be very honest, it's called the Real Liberty City. We want to get hashtag Real Liberty City to show we're not what um, Grand Theft first Auto. We're not the first, stereotype. Yes, yeah. yes. But though we do have a problem, we're not. We're not acting like uh, these children aren't aren't uh, aren't dying. We're mm-hmm. not acting like shootings aren't happening. We're not closing our eye. However, that's not the only story coming out of that's the 305. That's not the only story coming out of Liberty I, City. I would definitely agree because like people have a stereotype. I mean, uh, uh, is it a stereotype in their brain yeah. of what Liberty City is, yeah. what Liberty City means? And the thing is, is that the good just gets washed out with the bad reports. The, yeah. the news media never covers the good things that are happening. Come on, Keon, and, Commissioner Keon Hardiman, hello. Dr. Steve Gallen. We've yes. got some phenomenal stories from right. I mean, of course, we can look at the Gwen Cherries and all of the others who have paved waves. However, you've got some real people 
today that are doing stuff right now today right and their names may never be in lights but they're people our grandmothers our sisters our cousins who are making it happen every day so let me ask you when it comes to the because we did say the k-12 through program what are some of the things that like at drew Mm -hmm. an f school what are some of the things that they do to reprogram the children with, you know, thinking that they can't do it, start trying to learn to read to pass these these exams that are given to them. What are some of the things that the Miami Children's Initiative does? So meeting them right where they are. Mm-hmm. Again, uh, many of the students are, uh, they're right there in their own space. Mm-hmm. So we, we, again, are targeting those students within that immediate area, and they know where they have a safe place to go. So many of our services are happening right on we have a, a collaborative agreement with Charles Drew that in the afternoons, those students are there. Our, we, our workers are there. And some of them are the teachers that remain on. So they have a consist. They have consistency. And, and young people need that. They need someone. Schedule like that. They need. There, yes. That yes. They can count on that. They know they're going to be there. So mm-hmm. Exposure. Um, and then education. So we are providing them with culturally enriched experiences. We're uh, keeping them on a SPARK program where they're getting fitness. They're getting at fitness, but along with a STEM process where then they're understanding science, technology, electronics, mathematics. They're getting mm. all of that a part of that after-school program. In addition to that, the mentorship component where then they have someone that they can rely on and go to, someone that they can express. So all of those things are tied to, but also when um, iron sharpens iron, Mm -hmm. when I see that you're doing well and you're my colleague, you're my peer and you're getting a a B and I'm still struggling, uh, but I, I understand that if I do like you or a little competition comes around, oh, you can't, you're not smarter than me. So putting them in a healthy, competitive environment where then they begin to strive for bigger and better. So if they're if they're like if parents are listening right now and they're a student, let's just say at Drew, um, is there like a sign up? Like how do they yes. get in the loop of the Miami Children's Initiative? Because it's obvious not all the students at Charles Drew yes. are involved in the program. How do they get into the program? Is there a criteria like they have to be failing or they, can they be doing well? No. What are some of those the things? only the only requirement we have for our students is that they live within our impact zone. We want to serve the children in our impact zone. That's all. And so they don't have to be students at Charles Drew. We have other students who are part of private schools. And they come to Drew. They come over. Yes. That's awesome. And we and we also have um, uh, a van service and transportation where we work along, where we coordinate Mm. with the parents. And so they just simply need to reach out to us and call us uh, at at MCI. And we can begin that process of registration. We're gearing up now for summer because. Because we know when you keep students occupied, you keep them, you keep them (laughs) off the street. And so uh, we're doing that. We're going to keep them occupied through our programming uh, there uh, at, um, again, at Charles Drew over the summer. Then we we also work with our high school students because many of them can come and do a peer mentoring. So we keep them involved as well. And so I'm looking here that um, your website is I... I am libertycity.org. City. Org. Yes. Oh, .org. I'm sorry. Yes. I am Liberty City. I love that. And so then you're also, your Facebook is Miami Children's Initiative. You got it. Instagram is I, at I am Liberty City. 
And the Twitter as well is at I am. Well, no, the Twitter is at Liberty City Kids. And if they want more information on this, where can they call? So they can call 786-488-5512. That's our main number, 786 786- Four eight eight five one five five one two. So what about if parents are interested in or an adult is interested in the community space? How do they get involved with that? As long as they live in Liberty City, they can go to no, it? No, and- no, no. We actually have in our community spaces, we, we have on, and if you uh, visit our website, they'll see where people can volunteer. Okay. And so we have a whole volunteer component as well as day of services. So we have corporations uh, who come in and we allow them to do a day of service with us. That could be reading to a child. That could also be mentoring them for a day. Uh, That could be painting. We have physical things that need to happen. Because sometimes when you live in public housing, it may not aesthetically be the best environment. Mm -hmm. But we try to have in our space, we've made a community garden, a memorial garden for those Mm -hmm. students and uh, residents who've gone on. Um, And some of them have gone on because of result of gun violence right there within the housing community. But we have days of service where people can volunteer. But I got to do a, a, a very self uh, selfish plug because yes, on July ahead. 21st, we want to provide opportunity for those who are interested to come and kick violence out of our community. <laughs> Don't think you're going to go kick people. You're going to be kicking a kickball. Yes. I love this. So we're having a kickball tournament. Mm-hmm. And right now, that that is a, a fundraiser for us to help us to continue. Because there are some things that are happening beyond us and above us where funding is not necessarily being funneled yeah. toward after-school programs, being funneled toward programs as ours to keep us progressively moving forward to meet the need. And so you have to become creative. And one of the ways we saying it's going down it is good and so we're excited we got a couple of the police departments that have signed up Mm -hmm. Uh, we've got uh, some firefighters who are on but I just think I just feel super Cindy that some of us girls can take some of them firefighters I think the girls need to have their own team I think so girl power (laughs) and so absolutely again if they're interested if anyone's interested in helping us kick violence uh, out of the community they absolutely can call that number uh, 3078 Six, uh, four four eight eight five five one two. Again, seven eight six four eight eight five five one five five one two. And to find out about how they can kick violence out of the community. And where is the um, kickball going to be held? I mean, at Charles Drew in Liberty City, right there in that space. But you know what? It's on July 21st. I want you to come back and do another show. I will. I will. Give us an update on everything that's happening um, because I need. To remind everybody about this kickball game, it's going I, yeah, down. and I need some teams. Rain I, or shine, because we could kick ball in the rain. There we? you go. As long as it's not <laughs> lightning, right? Fuck <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, where do you guys get your funding? So, you're a nonprofit, five hundred one c three. Yes, yes, yes. So, it's a combination of both uh, public and private funds. Okay. Uh, public funds, in the sense that, or or funding that we have gone after in government uh, through governmental grants. Mm-hmm. and or uh, private foundations. But also we have had a beautiful uh, donor base uh, out of Key Biscayne. Oh. 
Yeah, we have a, a, a great relationship with the Chief Press Foundation, which is, he's actually the chief of police for Key Biscayne. So we've received tremendous support from them, but several other private donors who've helped us. Uh, but we, again, we're at a fresh start. We're at a new beginning. Uh, ten years. Ten mm. years. And uh, and a new CEO. And so we're always looking and, and, and in need of those who can additionally help us to continue to provide this. Um, I believe that you can eat an elephant. You can't eat it all at one time but you can eat it one bit at a time yes. which means that we cannot necessarily we can't probably change everyone or all of the children which is my goal anyway in liberty city to give them the best foot uh, but we can change them one child at a time and donations and support uh, for us helps us to do that but and the, donations include not to interrupt you but donations include volunteering your you time. just took the words out of my mouth because people think it's money I ain't got no money I'm not going no but you can volunteer your time even if it's an hour a week that means something to a child and you and you think oh I, I, I just I'm just a secretary or I'm just uh, someone you don't know the value hmm. of just spending time your life experience has the potential of turning someone around. And so we absolutely welcome that level of volunteerism. Uh, but absolutely, uh, in the words of... Uh coming to america uh we like the uh, the thing that jingle but we surely appreciate the stuff that falls yeah. <laughs> all right so we want to thank miss yes. latasha daniels who is the president ceo of the miami children's initiative again to find out more information on the miami children's initiative you can visit i am libertycity.org i love that website also you can call 786 488 5512 and on social media facebook it's miami children's initiative on instagram it's i am liberty city and on twitter it's liberty city kids thank you so much oh, for stopping by thank and remember you. you guys use that use the hashtag real liberty city you got Let's start it. a trend there you go <laughs> the real liberty city that's it yes, yes your girl super city mm -hmm. community matters